It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Today, two different kinds of soul from two different kinds of cities, Portland Hip Hop and Corpus Christi Fusion. It's Music Friday Live, your place for emerging talent across the globe. Don't go away today. I need a big, big bed save the dreams that I've trapped. Catch them in this linen net. Keep on so I don't forget. From Los Angeles, California. It's Music Friday Live, brought to you by Solar City, your source for clean, sustainable energy. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. This is your show. These bands are here to talk with you, so you can call them, 347-215-7511, or you can email your questions. I know a lot of you are at work. You've got your headphones on, and you're not really uh, watching that computer screen. You're listening to us, so go ahead and email us, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Well, we've got a couple of great guests coming up, but but first, I, I just wanted to give a little salute to George Martin. You know, without George, there probably would not have been Beatles and all that flowed from the Beatles. And um, I want to say, glad you made it to 90, George, and I hope you uh, keep on producing music wherever you are. Incidentally, for those of you who don't know, <clears throat> George Martin signed the first contract with the Beatles and... He's also responsible for bringing Ringo Starr on. And there's a little story there. Excuse me, I seem to have a frog in my throat. <clears throat> the original drummer was Peter Best. And uh, when George interviewed the band, he didn't think Peter was good enough and he wanted him replaced. Well, when the Beatles came back into the studio to record Love Me Do with the new drummer, Ringo Starr, Martin didn't want to take a chance on an untried drummer. So he made Ringo play the tambourine while he brought in a session uh, musician, um, Andy White. Ringo was not happy about that. So Martin let him play on another take of the song, and both versions were eventually released. So if you have both versions of the original Love Me Do, congratulations, because you've got something really, really rare. <clears throat> well, we're going to take a, a quick break, and um, when we, we have to come back and welcome in all of our affiliate radio stations, and then we're going to talk to... Dirty Revival. Don't go away. Cameo Entertainment Group and CyberStation USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archive CyberStation USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. CyberStation USA. Always on the go. And we're back. This is Patrick O'Heffernan. I am your host here at Music Friday Live, and I'm, I'm welcoming all of our listeners here to the CyberStationUSA.com network and their radio affiliates. And you, if you have a question or comments for our guest, call us, 347-215-7511, or email your questions to MusicFridayLive.com. Uh, rather, Music Friday Live at gmail.com. And if you're listening to us on a podcast, I know half of you listen to us on podcasts. You get us from iTunes or uh, you download us from um, Cyberstation USA or Blog Talk Radio. If you listen to us on a podcast, you can still e email your questions. We will forward them on to the, uh, the artists and they can uh, reply directly to you. Well, before we meet our next guest, I wanted to remind all of you, uh, especially the musicians and the fans out there, that Music Friday Live is a partner with World Arts. World Arts is the global music platform that connects artists with fans and brands and industry pros. World Arts offers bands live performances. It offers them video shoots, recording sessions, and master songwriting classes. 
fans can get new music. They can see intimate shows. I was at one yesterday at lunchtime, no doubt. Um, and uh, we can also, you can also meet your favorite artist. I did meet my, one of my favorite artists there. I'm not going to tell you who it is because they're going to come up later. If you are a band or a fan or a member of, a, of the music industry, you should be part of World Arts. Sign up at worldarts.com. It's free. It's free. And bands actually get paid, too. So we are there. You should be, too. Well, I saw this Portland-based band called Dirty Revival over a month ago when they were on a swing through Hollywood. I was at a club, and I didn't really know them. And, wow, these seven people could fill a stadium with happy, hopping soul rock and dancing people. Belting voices, hot horns, powerhouse drumming, down-and-dirty guitars. Chops, you name it, they got it, and they get it right. Six dudes and an African-American woman with a voice like Bessie Smith, that, uh, and they all just connect. There's nothing like them. Now, they have been Portland, Oregon's little secret for too long, so I'm bringing them here. They are here, lead singer Sarah Clark and uh, guitarist Evan Simcoe. Welcome to Music Friday Live. Hi, Patrick. Hey, thank you for having us. I heard a little giggle back there. So um, you've been Portland secret for too long, huh? I was laughing because uh, Bessie Smith is one of my favorite favorite vocalists ever, and one of the first things I ever did on a stage was sing a couple of her songs during a very um, artistic version of the show Chicago. Uh, and I, I just thought that that comparison was really apt. <laughs> Well, you channel her well, right? Well, thank you. Before I get flooded with emails from listeners asking, where does the name Dirty Revival come from? What are you reviving, and why didn't you clean it up first? Well, (laughs) one of the things that's funny about this group is that we picked that name knowing that we were interested in doing soul music. It was very important to us. We knew that we... um, you know, we wanted to kind of put our own spin on whatever it was that we were going to choose to do, but the definition of the name itself didn't really come into play until we really established our sound, which I think truly almost like happened maybe like a year and a half ago. So it was one of those funny things where we picked the name, ran with it, and then kind of grew into it, kind of uh, like a hand-me-down clothes or something. Yeah, I hear some music going on there. Are people breaking into your hotel room? <laughs> music? No, I, was, I don't know. That's... There are some noise going on. Are okay. you still getting a little delay from Sarah? Should I go further away? Okay. Well, so you just sort of grew <laughs> into the name, huh? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, that was that was a big part of it, you know, for us was just uh, uh we knew, as I said, like we wanted to bring soul forward in our in our personal lives and funk and um we wanted to do more of that and we also wanted to you know kind of put our own spin on things and we thought that like the name dirty revival really embodied that um and then as we started writing music together and performing together we were really able to like hone in on that sound and what that was going to be Okay, so that's the reason. So I want to tell all my listeners who are poised to send us emails about the name. We just got the answer. All right. But now, you know, your creation story, uh, which is by now famous, uh, you start in the basement. Um, I think you were the two who started it, and then you pulled in some high school friends, and then you held a basement concert where you were discovered. Is that anywhere near historically correct? Yeah. That's, that's, it's really, really close. Me. <laughs> yeah, it's very close. Um me and the drummer's younger brother, Ken, um, came together. Uh, Ken wanted to jam and just play around or whatever, so we met up. And we wanted a singer, so Terry, the drummer, uh, brought in Sarah, a good friend of his, and uh, and she started singing with us a bit. <clears throat> I was a little hesitant at first, but we we convinced her to stay, and uh, just because she hadn't sang with a band before, so it was a little bit of a new experience. Um, and then we wanted keys, so we brought in a keyboard player. We played that first house party show, and uh, <clears throat> the sax player uh, was there listening and hanging out, and uh, he wanted to, to get down, so we just we had him come play with us. And um, <clears throat> we kind of just built piece by piece, and eventually uh, the bass player, Ken, who kind of helped start the thing, 
um, wasn't wanting to be as serious about it. So he kind of he kind of backed out a little bit, and and uh, we brought in John Shaw, our bassist, who uh, Terry also knew, and uh, yeah, kind of just picked up from there. And I was friends with a mutual friends with the uh, trumpet player John Clay. So we all kind of just came together. I- and and I, I love the horns. I mean, uh, you don't run into many bands with horn sections, and they do so much, and you do them so well. It just adds a whole layer of electricity to what you do. So I'm so so glad that they decided that they needed to be there. Now, when did they, at what point did you know you had something special? I would say, I mean, kind of almost right away. It's one of those things when you're when you're able to make music with people that you love so much and. Um, there was this like electricity that was kind of pushing through the project that no one quite understood really. You know, I mean, we went from that original first house party to opening for a really extremely popular Portland hip hop group, uh, Chicharrones, in at the Blue Monk, which was uh, an old music venue in Portland, a really wonderful venue. Um, the people, you know, struggled to get into, and we felt really lucky to just kind of have our first real live gig be in this kind of iconic spot. Um, with working for these iconic people, you know, and um, from there things started kicking off. We started picking up gigs, opening for people like Gift to Gab, uh, Slick Rick, uh, Sir Mix a Lot, <clears throat> George and, Clinton, and the, you know, like all these things just kind of fell into place. And we were all kind of just like history. holding on to that and just, <laughs> like, I guess we're just going to keep pushing this forward, you know. Um, people seemed to know that there was something special there before we did. Well, and and of course, uh, the, the rest is history, and it's and it and it is special. So let's hear a little bit of that special sound. I believe this is. The- in there uh, uh, that's a, a remarkable song in, in many ways I understood I understand that um, it took you two years to put the album together and that's a long time was that because you were sort of raising money through Kickstarter or was or was raising money the easy part and writing the music the hard part uh, we, we had a, a lot of songs in the works that I'd say <clears throat> the songs the writing songs were probably was probably the easier part um, but it's all just a, a long process, and definitely uh, the Kickstarter took time, uh, and every little piece takes longer than you think. Anyone who's worked on a record will say that. Like You go in the studio thinking you have this one end date, and then it becomes four months later, and then four months after that. and It never is as easy as you think. <laughs> yeah, I'm not surprised. Well, uh, even you come Creating in... Uh, the album- Creating the album actually didn't take as much time. Like our, our part of it, it felt like was brief and a little bit fleeting in some ways. We recorded most of the music in uh, floor mastering and recording in Portland, Oregon, um, in a week. Right? It was like just like the rhythm section went in there. Uh, I was mm. in there with them. Maybe two or three of those songs are actually live takes from that session. We didn't really alter very much at all. Uh, we put the horns on top of that. It took a while to organize that. Um, and then there were a few songs that we were actually writing in the studio as we went. And those are the ones that took a little bit more time than we thought they would. You know, like when we're perfectionists, there's seven people involved in making something that we want to be very, very, that we're proud of, that we love, and that we're attached to. And so making compromises is really difficult. So 
as we <laughs> we blew through our Kickstarter money a lot faster than we thought we would. And then yeah. we um, continue to spend money on the studio and on the, you know, we have a production crew and all those things in order to get the product that we wanted. So I think that had we maybe been less um, idealistic about our sound and what we wanted to present to the world, which we will not do and would never do, <laughs> it would have taken a lot less time. <laughs> well, it, yeah. it, it, I'm glad you did. Yeah, Even you come in with a rap there and a very fast rap. Where did you learn to rhyme and rap like that? Uh, that's a good question. That uh, That's hard. Um, when I was in eighth grade, uh, <clears throat> a friend of mine and I were just playing basketball, and he was rapping. So he kind of just uh, encouraged me to just rap or whatever. We'd just make stuff up on the spot, just rhyming a couple lines at a time. And then uh, I had some turntables, so we went back and just started writing. Um, so... I've been writing for like and rapping for like 16 years about, but uh, uh, it's definitely just a lot of influences. Listening to a lot of hip hop, being kind of really critical about it, and uh, yeah, just writing and, and rapping all the time. Well, it, 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 it's interesting to watch you play live because you, you look so calm and. Uh, quiet and then all of a sudden you do you come out with this great rap yeah. we're talking with uh sarah clark and even flow which is his nickname uh of the oh, band oh, evan, revival sorry, what was flow. that oh sorry evan flow is the Evan Flow. We are talking with Sarah Clark and Evan Flow of the band Dirty yeah. Revival about their debut album and their tour. And you can talk with them. You can call in 347-215-7511. Or you can email us. My God, people are emailing already. You can email us at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Let's, let's get some of these emails here. Um, Peter in Austin wants to know if you're coming to uh, South By and, or have you ever been to South By? We have not, but we so badly want to go. You know, part of the funny thing with this group is I remember like so young, we just started touring last year. Um, And as we speak, you know, we're in Wyoming finishing up a, like, you know, I don't know, 30-day tour. Um, Our (laughs) getting getting onto those bigger festivals can be kind of tough sometimes. You know, people need to know your name. They need to be interested in you. And so we're kind of in the process of developing that interest by – going from town to town and playing as much as we can and as you know the best that we can uh hoping that somebody will catch on i think it's working um uh raul in los angeles says uh, i missed you in la but uh from the video it looks like it was a great show are you coming back to la we will be back to la um actually we are in the process now as we wrap up this tour of building another tour that is probably going to start on like maybe the 13th of july um, we'll spend three weeks this time, I think, in the California area uh, and then move over to Colorado after that. Okay. Um, Simone in Salt Lake says, I, I read that Sarah has a four-year-old. How do you tour with a four-year-old? I don't get to see him, which is really sad. Um, I spend a lot so of time FaceTiming him. He can't come with me. No, we can't. You know, and again, a part of it, a lot of it is the financial situation that we're in. You know, we have... Um, we're an independent group, so we don't have sponsorship. We don't have a label behind us. We don't have anything like that. So all the money that we earn, we kind of put directly back into the band um, in the way that, like, you know, gig money pays for gas, gig money pays for hotel rooms. Um, and we can't, you know, we, we kind of are like, it's, it's a really tight budget. Um, and in that way, bringing along someone that can sit in a room and watch my son while we're performing every night isn't viable for the business that we're running, which is very sad to say, but very true. So I spend a lot of time FaceTiming him. Um, But at this point, you know, it's been, it'll be 20 days by the time I see him next. And that is definitely starting to wear on me a little bit. Oh, well, as he gets older, maybe you can bring him along and then like you, uh, maybe he'll be a musician like, like his mom. Who knows? Um, <laughs> he really loves music. Show. He loves these guys. All right. yeah, so. Well, what, there's a song in the album that um, I think really kind of pulls every little sophisticated bit of your musical talents together, at least for me. It's called Make It. Now, I wanted to uh, play a little bit of that because I think it's, it's wonderful and okay. unusual. Time has come to start the harvesting. We dig down deep. 
someone else is the hardest thing to do, but you can't breathe. That sound just, uh, it just takes off. It's sort of like a, a missile launch. And it really, it showcases the bass line, too. I really like the, the, the way bass lines work in your music. How did that song come about? Is, is that the desperation of, uh, of tour finances? <laughs> um, I don't know. There's a lot of... Um... Yeah, uh, yeah a, little, a little bit before we started touring, uh, we, me and Sarah actually uh, met up and started piecing it together. I had some chords or something, and um, it was definitely desperation for sure, uh, mostly from work environment and just really wanting to push forward and, and do what we love to do, basically. Okay. Well, apparently it's it's working. Now, there, there's a, 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 another song on the album, too, that uh, kind of struck me, and I spent yesterday listening to all, all of your music I get my hands on, and... Uh, this one particularly, it's on my top-rated playlist. It brings back memories and then does some interesting things lately. That that is that is such a, a lovely song, uh, and then later on we didn't we didn't play it here, but where, but later on it breaks into rap and it works. Now, how did you yeah. know that that inserting rap in that song would work, or did you write it that way from the from the beginning? No, not at all. We didn't write it that way. Um, originally, that song had a breakdown that featured vocalists. One of the funny things about this group that maybe we haven't actually discussed is that. At one point, it was a very large band. We had two backup vocalists that were always there. Um, wait, wait a minute. It, was... It's a very large band now. Yeah, it was bigger. <laughs> it was bigger. Yeah. Okay, go on. Sorry. Yeah. Even so, larger. Every show we played, we had two backup vocalists, and there was this um, portion of the song where Evan is rapping on Lately where we all would sing together and the line itself, I don't feel like I can say it on the radio, and I'm not going to because it makes me feel weird. But it was <laughs> thank you, um, very, very inappropriate, uh, not quite the most ladylike thing that you've ever heard. And as we were looking at that, you know, we when it came time to record, we were just like, you know, I'm not happy with this. Like no one was really happy with it. Um, and so we started trying to figure out um, what we could do to make it a little bit more exciting. And additionally, you know, Evan didn't have as many features on the album as we would have liked. So the rap thing kind of like a happy, we were like, okay, this could probably work. How would we do this? And then we started looking at changing the rhythmic, um, the, the rhythm sections, uh, ways they were handling that section, and it just kind of fell into place there. Um, we didn't know if it was going to work so well, and it worked beautifully. Very well. But, you know, the, the idea of blending rap into other genres is, is not new. I mean, Salvador Santana yeah. does it really well. But in this song, you kind of do something different, as you were explaining. Uh, Sarah, you give us kind of hints of the rap to come. There's almost a rap in your lyrics, and then um, and then you come in with that strong lap. 
and the song flows back to soul, jazz, coolness. It's, it's really remarkable. So was that all organic, that, that you kind of gave us a little hint that there's rap coming? That, I mean, again, it was just a really happy, happy situation. And we, uh, happenstance, you know, we had originally um, that, that, that section that I kind of do my little hip-hop <laughs> sounding uh, <laughs> vocal line um, was already there before Evan started rapping on that track. So um, that was another kind of, like, push. It's really interesting how sometimes you, like, I don't know, you can just, like, look at the song and see what it needs because you've already almost decided that and just not let it happen yet, you know? And that was, I think, what happened with Lately. We, I was definitely foreshadowing something. Um, when we wrote that, Evan and I wrote those lyrics and did that, you know, it's like we mm-hmm. wanted it to have that feel. Um but for some reason, right off the bat, we didn't really think about him rapping on it until much later. Oh, it, so it, it was it was a happy decision. Um, you know, I noticed <laughs> that everybody in the band is is a highly polished musician. I mean, listening to you on stage when you're really rocking, I I couldn't hear any mistakes. You know, maybe you could, but I couldn't. Um, <laughs> and and sir, I know you were in a in a band early in your career, Ruby Starfruit. Um, where the other <laughs> band. Were the other band members also in bands too, which is where you kind of honed your chops? Yeah. Everyone we, has played a lot, I think. I mean, Ruby Starford didn't really count as a band. I was just saying, because all we did was rehearse in the basement and like <laughs> drink alcohol and play one song over and over and over again. But, um, you know, Evan can kind of explain more about the background of the other guys, I think. Yeah, we've, we've all had a bit of a background. I mean, I've tried to, to start bands or, or whatnot, like, several times. I'm sure others have had the same experience. Um, we've played anything from like high school jazz bands to uh, the bassist and the drummer used to play in a funk band that I'd love to go see and I'd go freestyle with them whenever they let me up. Um, yeah, and our bass so player now plays in a really really great band called the Blue Cranes in Portland. He's really versatile, so it's like a he plays in a mm-hmm. jazz ensemble now um, as well as Dirty Revival. Yeah. Well, I want to play another uh, another piece here. Uh, this is uh, we have time for one last song. We're almost out of time here, but I think uh, that uh, true to your nature, uh, this song kind of uh, blows you away. This is uh, uh, she can't wait. That's um, that just demonstrates a, another part of your range too. You can really do that, that kind of smooth. Is, is that what you call Portland soul? Sort of fifties slow dance meet, and then a belting soulful voice and strings and blues guitar and <laughs> keyboard. I don't know exactly what Portland soul is. I, um, I I'm not sure. <laughs> I think that one of the cool things about soul music and any real any genre like that is that. Um, especially actually soul specifically kind of speaks about a state of mind as well as a type of music. So for us, um, we, we call ourselves soul because we know that that's where it's coming from when we perform and when we write. Um, and I couldn't say whether or not that is like indicative of what the whole of Portland is doing when they think that they're creating, when they're making soul music. We've got a lot of amazing artists in our city, a lot of really great people to work with and to look up to. Uh, that set examples for us about that. And I wouldn't say that our sound is like theirs, but I would definitely say that it's, you know, very soulful. Um, we have a little really good soul scene. Uh, I would agree. Uh, we're almost out of time. I wanted to slip in two quick emails. Uh, Zeke in Denver says you ought to go there and play at the Gothic or the, the beta soon. And, um, Whitmore in Boston wants to know if it snows in Portland. I think the answer is yes, occasionally. And he says <laughs> that, uh, we have it here in Boston, and you would like it, so come out and do an East Coast tour, right? Heck, oh, yeah, we'd love to. Yeah. You can let Zeke know that we actually just played in Denver, Zeke, um, at Cervantes a couple last last Saturday night, and we will be back for the Arise 
music festival um, in July. So I think that's in Stapleton, so he should come out and see us then. Um, And for our buddy in Boston, we don't get as much snow as you do. We do like it a lot, and we'd love to do an East Coast tour. And in the meantime, maybe do yourselves a favor and check out the Kochek Brass Band. Um, They're a really great instrumental group out there that are friends of ours. Okay, all right. Well, we are out of time now, and and Sarah Clark and uh, Ivan uh, Simko, I I want to uh, thank you so much for taking the time from your tour. And I know you're sitting here in a hotel room in two different rooms with your cell phones and uh, <laughs> and talking with us today. This has been really a delight. Yes, thank, thank you. you so Appreciate much. That. The band is Dirty Revival. The album is Dirty Revival. You can get it and their first EP, the Dirty Revival Collective, at dirtyrevival.com. They're also on iTunes. They're on the Amazon Marketplace. And uh, you can stream them on Spotify. And if you're in Idaho or Seattle, catch them at the end of the tour. They are electric on stage. I've seen them go to their website and uh, get the, the dates for uh, the uh, the last three or four dates on their tour. We have to take a break now. And when we return, L. Dusty, Texas Turntable Fusion. Don't go away. You're not going to want to miss this. World Arts brings the entire music world together on one global stage. We give artists the tools to sell and license their music, interact with industry pros, and play live to a whole new audience. Wherever they are on their journey, we want artists to get paid for what they create. At World Arts, fans can discover new songs, get exclusive rewards, and crowdfund projects for artists. Brands can offer opportunities for artists to create original content that fans can instantly vote on and share. World Arts is the global music platform where we can all rise above the noise. Take your career to the next level. Discover new artists. At World Arts, it's all about the music. And we're back. This is Patrick O'Heffernan, your host here at Music Friday Live. Um, and don't forget, you can talk to our, our artist. You can call in 347-215-7511, or you can email us like many of you do at uh, musicfridaylive at gmail.com. Well, Corpus Christi, Texas, down on the Gulf Coast, um, doesn't get the kind of attention that Austin gets for culture and music. Now, I pay attention to Corpus Christi, Texas, because I was born there, and I know that there is a pretty lively music scene there and fertile ground for the kind of American-Latin music fusion that I find so exhilarating. Well, leading that charge, blending classic Tejano and Mexican cumbia and Norteño music with today's sounds and technologies is a man named El Dusty Oliveira a native of Corpus Christi, this self-taught producer, mixer, musician, and unstoppable creative force, has brought the soul of South Texas to a new level, um, a new level in beats and images and heart. So coming out of this swirling cauldron of creativity that is Latin, uh, Latino fusion, El Dusty stands out not only in beats and house and rap, but also as an influence across the board. He sets a standard for rising Latino artists across the country and in other countries. And also, he sets a standard for just having a great time playing music. So best of all, he's here with us. El Dusty, welcome to Music Friday Live. Hi. Yo, yo. Are you there? Sorry, man. Yay. I'm here, I'm here. How's it going? It's going well. Um, first of all, let me ask you, uh, uh, on the air, are you El Dusty or Dusty? You could just call me Dusty. I just put the L there because I wanted to have some. I did. I couldn't think of no like fancy uh, grandmaster or mixmaster or nothing like that. I just used my name and and I just put L in front of it, and that's all. It's, okay. All right, Dusty. Well, I know what South Texas is musically, or at least I think I do. But maybe you should tell our audience what is the kind of special and unique culture uh, in Corpus Christi. Uh, well, it's, I mean, man, we're, we're in the middle of the both coasts, you know, we're, we're down South and everything kind of just trickles down from both sides. So we get a little bit of everything, you know, uh, and, and plus we're so close to Mexico that we get a lot of that Latin flavor 
Um, and you know, we, and we put our own twist to things and we don't, we're not Hollywood and we're not New York. So we kind of have to just make our own way over here. And, and a lot of people are, are doing their own thing and, and making their own, their own way here in, in Texas. You know, it's such a big place that we can kind of just, you know, make it in our own neighborhood and, and we're, we're all right. You know what I mean? But, um, it's a lot of different well, stuff over here. A lot of different things going on. Well, I know one of the things uh, about Corpus Christi is it and in South Texas actually is it's not a big market uh, for selling music. So I understand you've come up with a an interesting idea, a mobile record store. You want to tell us about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, here in Texas, um, a lot of the rappers. I mean, everybody's known for popping trunk and selling their CDs out of the trunk and stuff like that. Um, and and that's always been like in the back of everybody's head here, you know, like we'll we'll sell CDs, we'll do this, and and now that the CD thing is kind of like you know it's kind of going away, um, we have to think of other ways to uh, market ourselves, you know, and so what we've come up with is to do this mobile record store and kind of bring it back to the old school way of doing things, and we're going to sell vinyl and um, CDs, uh, download cards, merchandise. I do these like Corpus hats that have been selling a lot uh, over the past couple of years. We'll be selling that kind of stuff in there and, and just trying to attract people to the music with other, other, other ways, you know what I mean? And, and bringing that truck out is just one of the ways that we're going to, that we're going to try to uh, influence people's heads, you know, and like, and like it's going to have a DJ booth on it and speakers and stuff like that. So it's going to be a real fun project. We're going to take it to different parties, festivals around, uh, around the U S and, you know, hopefully have multiple trucks. I already have a lot of brands interested in, in helping us out. Um, and so, you know, we might, you might just see one in, in your neighborhood before long. I think, it's, <laughs> I think it's a great idea. If there's one in my neighborhood, I'll throw a party for it. I, I wanted to ask <laughs> you, it. I want to ask you a minute about, uh, about uh, Tejano music, uh, which is for our listeners in other parts of the country. It's a, a fuse, it's the fusion music of Texas that blends in German polkas and waltzes with Norteño and other music from Mexico and now rock and blues. Uh, now, Tejano goes back to the 1800s, and there's been lots of changes in it. Are you part of the sort of the next generation of Tejano music? I hope so, man. I, I, I'm very proud to be from Texas. I'm very proud to be from Corpus. Uh, at one point, Corpus was like this Tejano Hollywood and um you know i i want to bring it back to that you know what i mean i'm 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 extremely uh i i push the texas movement so so much i always wear my corpus hat at all my shows i'm always like you know representing however i can i do hope you know and tejano the the word tejano has been a little bit tarnished over the years just because of of you know there's nothing else to to complain about so people are like ah tejano's dead and this and that i mean <laughs> my music definitely isn't like Tejano, like as the, as the sounds, you know what I mean. But it, it it has the influence. I call my music Tejano, you know what I'm saying. And, and okay, yeah. And that's just that's just what it is, you know. All right. Well, uh, let's let, let's listen to a little of your music. This is Kilapasa, uh, your your first uh, big hit. popular that was going to be man I, I i honestly had no idea um i never really made I, i'm a hip-hop producer i i make rap beats i have an mpc 2000 i have records and i i do sampling and stuff like that I, i'm 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 from i'm from that you know what i mean and and when i yeah. started messing with cumbia um it, it, cumbia is always you know the, the percussion and stuff like that has always been in all my all my stuff even when i was like in a rock band i put cowbells and all kinds of things in the and the and the music, but uh, 
for Kelapasa, I was trying to make something that was like a dance song, like a house beat. And I'm not really too, I wasn't really too familiar with that kind of, you know, production style at that time. So I learned a couple of little techniques and I just tried them. I wanted to make a song with the, with a sample breakdown and with some accordion. And man, it just like, it just happened. I mean, the beat literally came out in like five minutes, you know, like it was just a thing that I just, I tried that side chaining technique with the bass that I've never done before. And then I just, you know, I had the sample already and I chopped it up and, and man, it just came out like really good, you know, <laughs> and, really? and I was like, okay, Obviously. cool. We got a, we, we got a cool song here. It sat in the can for like a year. And, um, and then a friend of mine, uh, Ernest Gonzalez asked me if he could put it on a compilation that they were going to do for South by Southwest and give it out. And I was like, sure, man, go ahead. And then, um, and then um, my buddies were like, hey, we should do a video for that song, you know, or we should just do a video. Let's do a, a music video. Because at that time I had started collaborating with these other guys that are now pr my crew called Produce. And, um, and we were like trying to figure out how to make videos and do graphic design and all this kind of thing. So we we're just like, <laughs> let's make a video. And, we, and it was my birthday. We, we, we called everybody at, uh, to my apartment after the club. And the, the, the video is like at my apartment. You know what I'm saying? Like, and so and we it's, just it's, had it's a, a party great, and filmed it. It's a great video. People should go and look at it. Now, uh, you mentioned cumbia. And it, it, cumbia is actually, a, uh, for people who don't know, uh, is originally from the coast of Colombia. But over the years, there have been mer many variations and changes, and, and including a Mexican cumbia. And here in Los Angeles, there's an East Los cumbia. So uh, cumbia is getting to be quite popular. So let's let's, let's give a little little sample of cumbia anthem to our uh, our audience here. It's not hard for me to hear the influences there, uh, the samples of the accordion music, the percussion. Uh, but maybe could you tell our audience a little bit about what makes that cumbia? Uh, well, uh, clearly the the sample and the and the cumbia rhythm. The the cumbia rhythm is you know it's it's a beat that has a conga on the up on the upbeat and the the cowbell on the one and then the wacharaca kind of in between. Um, and so we, I, I put that in a lot, that groove in a lot of my music. It worked well with hip hop, with reggae, with house, with all kinds of stuff. So it's, it's just like something that I naturally kind of have in there. And if it's not in there, I, I feel kind of like the beats kind of empty. <laughs> so like I fill it up and, and, and that, that is, is a sample from a, a very huge classic, uh, cumbia artist from Colombia, Andres Andero. And man, I mean, that's like one of my biggest influences on why I even, mess with cumbia you know what i'm saying and so i just had to have that dude's voice on my on my track and uh, you know i brought that i brought the idea um to miami and one night i was at my friend milk's house and he wasn't around and i called this dude happy colors i hadn't even we hadn't even met in person yet and he was i was like yo you should come over and he he shows up at milk's house and he's got his whole like a desktop pc in his hands and it, with a monitor and everything, and he's like, "Yo, I'm here," and I'm like, "What? What are we doing? Are we gonna send emails or what's going on?" And so, like, I mean, we just cranked out that song, man. It was it was a really good thing. I got a, I got a blessing from Disco Fuentes, the record, the original record label of of Landero, and and they're kind of like the Motown of cumbia. They have every, all the old cumbia stuff, and they sent me a package they're like, "Here, man, sample all this, do whatever you can with all these old songs," and so. Uh, that was one of the tracks that came out of that 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 bunch. Wow, you were in, you were in heaven. Uh, so something I want to point out to yeah. the audience is that um, the accordion 
is part of this music. And that's not something you hear in a lot of other places, but the accordion is definitely part of the music. And where that accordion comes comes from is when uh, Mexican music encountered the German immigrants into Texas who who played the accordion with their their polkas. So it, that's why it's, it's such a, a unique uh, unique mix. Now I'm going to play the um, uh, the the title song from the uh, the album, and then we'll talk a little bit about all the albums. So this is uh, Capanera. Thank you. thing i have a long extension on my earphones because i'm up dancing that <laughs> your music really uh just like in the video for for the song i mean everybody's dancing uh now i have the remix album but there's a lot more things going on you tell us about all the musical products you have out right now uh yeah i have a, a website called americano label um and we're kind of a net label right now and i have a bunch of my music on there, remixes, edits. It's uh, americanolabel.com. And uh, you can buy stuff or name your own price. You don't have to pay anything, you know what I mean? But it's all there. I have my SoundCloud up. Um, I'm working on my album right now. It's called Made in Corpus. It, it'll be released through After Club and Universal uh, sometime this year. And, um, you know, those are some of the songs that are going to be on the album. It's just kind of like the style I'm going for is twerk and trap and, and house and, and you know a little EDM and electro here and there. Uh, I just want to mix all these different things together and and just kind of put it out. I, I made my album here in Corpus, so that's that's where it's that's that's what it's called, you know. Well, you you have actually there are two albums available now, aren't there? Yeah, there's a, well there's a couple of EPs. I have the Kelapasa remix EP that's out, and I got remixes from my homie from Peligrosa Sonora. Um, from Alvaro, who's a really big EDM DJ in, in the Netherlands, and um, a, a couple other guys. There's a, and then there's Trapanetta, the 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 remix EP. Who's Trapanetta? I did that song with Eric Rincon, who's another uh, head in this global bass cumbia movement. And uh, that and the the MC that's on there is Angela Hunt. She is actually the one who wrote a bunch of like major laser stuff, a bunch of uh, the, the, the Snoop Lion album. She's all, she's on the documentary if you watch it. And she also wrote um, uh, the Jay-Z song with Alicia Keys, uh, Empire State, you know? So she's actually a really big MC. Uh, and I was just luckily enough through my, through a friend of mine, DJ Buddha that connected the dots and we got that song done and she just tore it up, man. I'm just really excited. Yeah, they, I absolutely tore it up is, is uh, I think, putting it mildly. She's a hit maker, man. You know what I'm saying? Her voice is just, it cuts through in those songs, you know what I'm saying? And it sounds so oh. good. Wow. All right. Uh, we got some emails there. Let's see. Uh, Rinke in uh, St. Louis wants to know, do you rap? You said you were a hip-hop producer, and he also <laughs> wants to know who's in your band. Um, I have a band called Master Blaster Sound System, uh, and we have the the guy who's the original Kelepasa had a sample on it from a, a, a guy named Ma, uh, Mike Laude, and we had to replace it, you know, because we couldn't clear the master part of the sample, so we had to replace it. So I got my band in here and we redid the stuff. Uh, I, the song originally got signed in Germany with this guy, uh, this label called Man Recordings with Daniel Haxman, who I owe a lot to, and I send him a shout out. Um, but he, um, uh, had an accordion player from there in Germany, replay the accordion. And then I came home and, and, you know, made all the other stuff, the horns and the, I made the sample sound like a sample with my, with, with Brian Ramos, uh, his voice, the, the singer of Master Blaster. In that band, I have Brian Ramos, 
uh, a guy named Mac from LA, um, Ceci, who's out here in Corpus. She's a bass player. Um, um, see who, uh, a guy, uh, Jamal up in Austin with Brian, who's our drummer. And we're trying to find like percussionists and, and, uh, accordion. I want an, I want to add an accordion player to the band as well. And to answer your question, I, dabble in rapping <laughs> i would like to do it a lot more because i have all these beats that like for some reason i can't really get people to to jump on um it's just a weird style you know it's cumbia and it's kind of something that's like it, it's it's been an instrumental part like you know that I, I make instrumentals you know and so when people yeah. hear it they're like dude it's ar- it's already done you know like what do i gotta do it but it you know when, when people get it they get it you know what i mean you should uh, you should check out uh, Salvador Santana, uh, Carlos's Salvador son. Santana. And Sal- oh yeah, Salvador yeah, I, I, totally. Yeah, I would love uh, to work with him, man. Send send him my send him my just, info. <laughs> just just check out the mute his music because he's a rapper, and he uh, oh. he 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 manages to not manages but very well does rap in lots of other frames musical frames. Nice. Uh, the, nice. the way you're doing it, and uh, including some with, with uh, Latin rhythm. So just check out his music, Salvador Santana. Uh, another email here, Marty B in El Paso uh, wants to know Triple when do you down. when do will you put your truck on the road, and are we going to see it down here? Uh, the tr- the truck is actually getting wrapped right now, and uh, it's you know we're going to have it at South by Southwest next week. Uh, and hopefully we'll make it up to El Paso really soon. I, I love playing in El Paso. I played there with Bomba Stereo and, and I, with Peligrosa a couple times. And um, I, just, I love going out there. It's so far, but it's, it's a great place to play. And I get a lot of love <laughs> from, that, from that town. So shout out to El Paso. I like El Paso, too. Uh, uh, Vanessa in Tampa says, it's good to hear a woman's voice. Are there many women in the, the, the Texas music movement? Yes, there's a lot of things. Uh, we actually run a uh, an after school program called Chicas Rock, and you can check it out on Chicas that. Rock. Yeah, chicasrock.org. Yeah. It's an all girls after school program in summer camp, uh, run by Ceci, the the bass player of the band, and uh, and and she has all girl instructors. All, all it's an all girls venue. They just it's just for girls to go in there and be themselves, and you know, and if a, if guys want to join, they're welcome to join. But so far, we haven't had any. But uh, it's a girl still, and, and man, they, she's training the next generation of up-and-coming songwriters and singers and, and musicians. I mean, dude, they, like, kill it. You should see these girls. They're, they're just so good. It's amazing. They're, they're seven years old and, and eight years old playing in a band and, and, like, performing all over the place. They played at the Selena Festival last year here in Corpus and, like, oh. killed it. I mean, killed it. They, like, totally Congratulations. I mean, what, what, thank um, you. What, what, what prompted you to uh, to start uh, Chica's Rock? Well, um, we 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 moved into this building downtown in Corpus, uh, and it was just like we started this collective of all these different kind of things. We do videos and graphic design. We have a little uh, marketing agency here, and it's all my crew. Uh, and we do music. We have a studios here, stuff like that. We have a little shooting uh, a little shooting stage. Um, we have an art gallery and with Chicas, we just wanted to kind of, it was Ceci's idea, you know, her and her, her and friends wanted to do a, a, an after school program or a summer camp or a summer camp. And then she turned it into an after school program. And man, I mean, it just took off, you know, we get a lot of love from the city. Everybody, everybody loves Chicas. They're super popular over here. It was just one of those things that it just had to be done, you know? Congratulations. Maybe it's uh, something that can, uh, you, you can move out nationally. Now I've got oh, a, a, another song here. Totally. We're getting real tight on time, but there's another song in the album I want to play for our audience. This is uh, Orale. Orale, all right, let's do it. Orale, here we go. <laughs>
there's a lot going on in in uh, there. How did you put that that piece of music together? Um, I did it with a friend of mine. Um, his name is Savani Quintanilla. He's actually AB Quintanilla, the Selena's brother and uh, uh, his son. And um, he 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 does the same thing I do. You know, he kind of came up with me over here in Corpus, and he's got a group called Royal Highness where they they do like a cumbia trap kind of movement and we, we made the beat and we were just like what can we do with it you know and so I, I I I sent it to these guys in LA called Hey Vato they have a YouTube series it's a puppet show of like these cholo puppets and it, it's a really good thing really positive that all their 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 stuff is really funny but it's also super positive and um and that's the kind of thing that I want to kind of put out there uh for my for my people, you know what I mean. For my for my friends and stuff, and, and they they just killed it, man. They they came with a video. They did a whole video. They even made me into a puppet, and you can see the video on my Vivo on YouTube. Um, and and check out those guys, Hey Vato. I mean, they're just a great bunch of dudes. It's a really funny and, show. Um, and want to want to spell that for us? Hey Vato, H E Y, and then V A T O. You okay, can check them out on YouTube. Sounds- they're they're really cool guys. But Sounds yeah, like they, they, they put the video together and then we we're like, yo, we got to put this out. I mean, this is the real deal. So the guys that are talking on the song are, is the puppets. So they, they, it's a, it's a song with me and, and, uh, Principal Ku, who, the Savani and featuring Hey Vato. <laughs> and there's a puppet of you out there now, huh? Next we'll have an action. Yeah, figure. man. It's a, it's crazy. I mean, it, it's just, it's a, these guys are all handmade. They do everything themselves and they just, you know, he surprised me with this puppet, man. And it was, crazy it was a really cool idea and i'm so happy we got that it came out the way it did and super proud of the video so please check it out when you can well well, dusty unfortunately we've been having too much fun because we are about (laughs) out of time uh first of all let's remind people where they can get your music they can find me on itunes on spotify everywhere that you can download music and you can also check out my website LDusty.com. Check out my net label, AmericanoLabel.com. And uh, look me up on Instagram, please. I love followers on Instagram. I, I love getting out there and, and, you know, talking to people and, and, and comments and stuff like that. I'm a bit of a troll. Uh, but it's uh, my Instagram is LDusty, E-L-D-U-S-T-Y. And from there, you can find all my other stuff, Facebook, Twitter, right. you know, the whole deal. And you have a Tumblr page, too. I have a Tumblr page that's linked to my Instagram sort of. And uh, okay. yeah, you can find me on there as well. All right. And people should also check out your online store. You've got some really great stuff there. I, and, and I got to get me one of those Corpus caps now that I know about yeah. them. They're really fun. All right. Yeah. And like I say, Produce everybody, you can also, Produce and, and there, I mean, a lot of, a lot of other things there. So check out his store, check out his Tumblr page, check out his Instagram, follow him on Instagram, all of those great places. Um, Wow, and and also don't forget you can stream him on Spotify and listen to him on SoundCloud. You are all over social media. Well, El Dusty, thank you so much for taking the time to to be on the air with us. I know you're a busy guy. You spend twelve hours a day in the in the in the studio, so it's really nice for you to take a break to talk with us. Man, thank you for having me. It's it's a pleasure, and I had a great time. Sorry for talking your ear off. <laughs> That's why you're here, right? All right. Dusty, check them out again. Uh, Tumblr, Facebook, uh, Spotify, uh, Instagram, everywhere. And don't forget to get yourself one of those Corpus caps and go out and throw a party with his music. You've been listening to Music Friday Live with Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm your host. We're, from, we're broadcast on Cyberstation USA and blogtalkradio.com and all of our radio affiliates. Like us on Facebook or Twitter. You'll get real-time updates on our guests. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartlebin. Our intern is Angeline Sorano. If you download this and other Music Friday programs, you can download them at blogtalkradio.com slash musicfriday, or you can find us on iTunes. A lot of people find us on iTunes. Be here next Friday, next Friday, and uh, Our guest will be one of L.A.'s most enthralling rock bands, Polaris Rose. They've got a new album in the works. They've got new singles out. We're going to get those new singles, and I don't know, maybe we'll get a little hint of their new album. They've been really close with it, but they're friends, so I'm going to see if I can talk to them. We can get just a a little cut of their new album. And also, um, you know, if we're lucky, we're going to get both of them, Peter and Maddie. 
Uh, plus, we've got some surprise guests lined up. You need to check out our Twitter stream and our Facebook page, and we will update you on our guests. That's it for now. Have a great musical weekend. We're going to leave you with uh, a little bit more of this great uh, Texas music. This is Trapanera. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.